Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We're in episode, this is like close to 100. Uh, this is the place where everybody needs to come. Uh, don't forget our sponsor, Cackle. Of course, uh, they're our number one fan. But we are here with um, two judge candidates, uh, Chris Hobbs and Christina Hale. I'm sure you guys probably uh, know the names. Um, I'm going to start off. I, I've been, you know, I did a little research on you guys. Um, I think you guys are running your campaign all wrong, and I'll tell you why. Chris, you're a 1984 District 24 champ for Rotary. That should be like the number one thing you put. Christina, a Schuylkill League champion in Butterfly. I mean, how did you know that? I I do research that nobody else does, and I'm telling you. It, it's a big mistake. I would just start. I would. I would have that on my resume if, if I had those two accolades. So, um, Chris, uh, you know, is a Forest Hills guy. Uh, I, I grew up on Hillside. Uh, he's the brother of the legendary Shane Hobbs, um, who also had more home runs than him in Little League. But we're not. We're not going to get into that tonight. Um, but. So we have uh, south of the mountain, and then Christina's north of the mountain. She grew up in uh, Tri Valley area. I think what she about ten, and then you moved yep. over to to Frackville. Um, yes. So I guess the the number one question, like I was actually, and I don't know if so, I, I'm I'm maybe not the smartest person, but I saw that you're running for judge, and I was like, oh, I thought she already is the judge. So could you explain kind of why you're you're running again, and kind of why this like and when is the election is it may it's it's the primary is may 18th yes okay and, and absolutely i'm happy to clarify <coughs> thank you alfredo for having us on your podcast it's the last time i was on your podcast was about a year and a half ago when you were doing the school lunch tour yes and you I are did a veteran talk, of the show i did a vaping talk for sean fitzpatrick at uh, Schuylkill Haven School District, and he made me try the school, the Haven School District lunch, and it was phenomenal. And you mm -hmm. just happened to be there that day, so it's, it's I'm glad to be back. But yes, I am currently a Common Pleas judge in Schuylkill County. I have been a Common Pleas judge uh, since October 12th. I was fortunate enough to be appointed by the Pennsylvania Senate and confirmed or confirmed by the Pennsylvania Senate and appointed by the governor. So I've held that position since October 12th. And that came about because Judge John Domalakis, who was a longtime judge in Schuylkill County, fabulous judge, he retired in March of 2020. So they were short a judge. So uh, I was able to get appointed. Um, prior to that, I had been the magisterial district judge in Crackville since 2012. And prior to that, I had been an, an attorney since, and still am an attorney, but had been practicing law since 2001. So that's how I became common pleas judge. And I'm only appointed until the end of this year. So I have to run for, for this vacancy, essentially. And so the primaries are in May and then the- The general elections in November, yes. Okay. And then Chris, uh, so how'd you guys kind of combine on this on the same ticket? How did that come about? Uh, well, Fredo, uh, again, thank you for having us on. Uh, Judge uh, Palmer Dobbin decided not to seek retention this year. Uh, it, the terms are 10 years, uh, but a judge can elect not to seek retention. So that opened up a second spot. When Christina received the appointment for uh, to fill Judge Domalakis's seat, uh, I was 
very happy to see that. Uh, we've known each other for a long time and uh, have stayed in, in constant communication. So when Judge Dalvin decided not to seek retention, uh, I immediately reached out to Christina and we, we spoke as professionals do, uh, knowing that there were two openings and um, wanted to talk about each other's campaigns. Uh, well, we've been friends for a long time. Our families have been friends for a long time. Uh, but we also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how, we, how we were gonna run our campaigns, our philosophies, our experience. And it was very quick when uh, we decided uh, that it would just make sense to run as a team. Uh, we have similar experiences, uh, we have similar philosophies, and I, I think we both have uh, similar temperaments and uh, want to run a campaign on our credentials, uh, on our qualifications, um, and canvassing the entire bar. We have a great bar, a great bench, uh, but we thought that we really made uh, the best uh, arguments for the best two candidates and we decided to support each other's campaigns um, moving forward. So now you, so it, it's a term for 10 years and then do you have to run again in 10 years or no, you just say, I, I want to go another 10 years. You run for retention. So then um, you, nobody can run against you, but it's either a yes or no uh, question. And uh, if I had decided to run for retention, uh, it would just appear on the ballot as a yes or a no question. You don't have to get nominating petitions or anything like that. Now I know I know I joke around uh, about you guys' uh, athletic career, but but honestly, I mean you guys kind of spread the whole the whole county. You have everything uh, kind of covered. Again, north of the mountain, south of the mountain. Um, well, you, you mentioned my younger brother Shane Alfredo, and and fortunately he is he is eight years younger because I can tell you for many reasons he would have been an impossible act to follow. <laughs> it was the other way around. What, what I want to know is would he would he have made that eighty four team? The the rumor is he you know his bat would have no use on that eighty four lineup, and I and I I disagree with that. He would have been in the mix. <laughs> now, Christina, you grew up in uh, Tri Valley, um, but again, a Schuylkill League champion. I mean, that's that's kind of a, a big deal. Um, then you went to Penn State. You both came back to the area. Um, I can relate yes. to that. I mean, you know. For as much as people, you know, can kind of complain about the area, there's still a lot of good people who move back, and I think it's it's even becoming more and more. It's kind of one of the reasons I started this podcast. Um, what kind of drew you guys back to the area? What was it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys could have moved anywhere and, and been been just as successful as successful. So, what yeah, was it? you know, you know, for me, it, there was never a doubt. I always planned on staying in Schuylkill County. I love Schuylkill County. It gets a bad rap a lot of times, but as you've said, there are a lot of good people here. My family is from here. Um, unfortunately, a lot of my very close friends from high school have, have left the area. They, you know, they've had to go to Philadelphia and Washington DC and New York and, and other states and other areas. Uh, but for me, I always planned on coming back here, and I love this county. I'm, I'm a coal region girl, and I'm proud of my coal region roots. I did grow up uh, in the Tri-Valley area in Barry Township. My mother and father owned an apple tree farm called Christina Orchard. You can figure where they got the name. Uh, and that's, that's where I lived until I was 10 years old. And then we moved to Frackville, and my father was originally from Frackville. My grandmother was, too. Uh, and my my mother was not. My mother was from actually from Manhattan, from New York City. But met my father and 
her mother, my grandmother, was Craftville. So that that's how they got together. But uh, it was a great place to grow up. And I wanted to raise my daughter here, my family here. And that's that's how I ended up back here. Right. And to follow up on what Christina said, Alfredo, I've always loved this area. And uh, what some people may not know about me, I, I went away to boarding school for high school. Uh, so I, I went to the Lawrenceville School in New Jersey. Uh, after that, I went to Lehigh uh, University in Bethlehem and then spent five years in Harrisburg. So I've, I've had the chance to live in other places, even though I was born and raised in Pottsville. Uh, and nothing compares uh, to the community we have here, the work ethic, the volunteerism. Where else can you still leave the keys in your car at night? Uh, where else could I go where I, I'm five minutes from work, uh, I, I can walk to the rotary field uh, when I, I coach my, my son's Little League team. Uh, I can walk to rotary. I, you know, we're two minutes from railway park. Um, you know, you have all these great places. You have great people. I have great friends. Uh, and, and I've been other places. And I, I have friends from college. And I can tell you they don't have the community roots they don't have the family roots. Uh, they don't have the, uh, the same uh, essence of, of real community uh, that we have here. And uh, it's, it's just a, a privilege to live here. Uh, it's a great community. I'm so loved. This community has given me so much. Uh, I married a Amane City girl, uh, Allie Rhodes, and uh, we have two great kids. And it, I, I just couldn't pick a better place to, to have lived. Uh, uh, and, and raise my family. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could kind of relate. I, I, I moved away, you know, college, and then, you know, I lived in Philly. I lived out west. I lived in New York. And then you kind of find your way back home, and, you know, you kind of appreciate a lot more of the things here when you're kind of away. Not that the other places are bad, but you kind of – there is nothing that you can beat, you know, walking down to the, the baseball field that you, you played at. And, you know, it sounds a little hokey, but it does mean something at the end of the day. Um, so, so I could definitely, definitely relate to that. Um, <clears throat> so in terms of judge, uh, again, I'm not like big into the political world. Like, what do you, what do you run on? Like, what's your camp? What, what's your platform? You, you're going to run a, a you buy, like you withhold the, with upheld the, the law. Like, I don't know. How do you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as a judge, we really don't get into social issues um, as far as platforms, we're, we're actually ethically prohibited from doing that. Um, but we run on our experience, we run on our character, our integrity. Um, I run on the fact that I've been a judge now for not over nine years or close to nine years. I've handled over 40,000 cases in my career as a judge and an attorney. As a judge, it was over 34,000 cases. Um, in the, in the magisterial court, but since I've taken the bench at the common pleas level, I have those numbers at work. I'd have to calculate them all, but I, I've immediately jumped right in and handled a full caseload, have done custody trials and criminal jury trials and non-jury trials and bail hearings, thousands and thousands of bail hearings, um, civil cases, also all different sorts of things. Um, and that's what you run on experience, integrity, honesty, fairness. Um, that, 
you know, that, that, that's what makes a good judge. And mm -hmm. we have excellent judges right now down at the courthouse. They're all wonderful. They were all very helpful and welcoming to me when I took the bench and uh, really kind of took me under their wing and said, gave me lots of good advice. And we want to continue to have a strong tradition on the Schuylkill County Common Pleas bench. And, and Alfredo, when you look at it, this last year has been unique at best. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think people understand the myriad of legal issues that this, this last year is going to create moving forward. Uh, not only do we have a, a large caseload of criminal cases, civil cases, domestic cases, uh, but you are going to see uh, additional claims, uh, violations, citations, that are all going to come before the Court of Common Pleas. And now more than ever, you need serious people to make serious decisions. So as Christina said, uh, we, we run on our experience. Uh, I've handled all sorts of type of cases. There really isn't a type of case that I haven't handled uh, all the way through uh, the top of appellate courts in Pennsylvania. I've, I've tried jury cases, uh, civil cases, I've handled administrative cases, and and as Christina said, she has handled over 30,000 uh, different type of criminal and civil cases. So when you combine our experience, uh, you really think it's second to none. But not only do you need the experience, uh, you need to have the right kind of temperament. Uh, you need to be able to treat people with compassion and empathy. You have to understand that uh, these are people's lives that are coming before us. Um, and they deserve the respect um, uh, that a fair and impartial judge will give them, uh, as well as attorneys. Attorneys are, are there advocating on behalf of their clients, and they need a judge that they know is going to give them a fair shake. Uh, and, and as Christina said, you need a judge with integrity. And, and we have a tremendous bench. We have a tremendous bar, uh, for that matter. Uh, you know, I've practiced in, in Berks, in Philadelphia, in Dauphin County. Uh, let me tell you, our lawyers are second to none, and our judges are, are tremendous. So uh, I, I think we want to continue that tradition. Judge mm -hmm. Domalakis and Judge Dolbin were both you know, great, great mentors of mine uh, and, and, and great judges. And we just want to continue that, uh, that trend. Yeah, I mean, and I think people need to realize like a, an efficient court system is essential to the community as a whole, you know, if that doesn't work well, then that leaks over into the community. So, you know, I know, you know, Michael Take did a great job of, of kind of speeding that process up too. And, you know, that that's definitely a direct effect on the community that maybe they don't necessarily realize. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, now that we have that out of the way, Christina, you're north of the mountain, what is your favorite block party to go to? Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me answer this. I mean, you could be, I mean, you could take the fifth, is that? Is that, is that uh, well, I, I don't wanna alienate any of the, of the uh, fire companies, but they're all so good. They're all so good. Give a favorite food, how about that? I won't put you know, give a favorite food up there. Um, 
You don't I mean, have to say like, uh, you know, a specific fire company's Bellini, but you could just say Bellini in general. The, the, there are some homemade pierogies that are phenomenal. That, that I, are. I, I, I talked to someone north of the mountain and they told me that there's like a little bit of a war between some of the church ladies. Oh, yes, there there isn't. In fact, um, my I went to St. Joseph's, Joseph's Roman Catholic Church in Frackville for many years. It got torn down a few years ago and and it merged, and now it's St. Joseph the Worker Parish. It merged with Annunciation and St. Anne's in Frackville. But St. Joe's used to have the best homemade pierogies. There was a, a little old lady there. Her name was Adele Matern. A lot of people probably still remember her. Great lady, great family. And she would make grape leaves. Did you ever have grape leaves? Like uh, like the Greek stuff with the rice? Yeah. Meat? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rolled grape leaves, phenomenal. And she had a homemade pierogi recipe and she used to make them for me sometimes because she liked me. And, but mostly for the church, she and her sisters and, and they, were, they were phenomenal. But the block parties, I mean, I like them all. They, of course, the, the first one to kick off is the Friendship Fire Company in Englewood in Frackville. And my daughter likes that because that's over Memorial Day weekend. It's the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. They have a huge fire truck parade. I have a 10 year old little girl. So I always take her to that. Um, but the Altamont block party is great. Um, a good fish dinner too at the Altamont. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good there. And that's going on right now during Lent. So, um, but there are some fabulous block parties in Monoy city in Gerardville and Shenandoah in Ashland. They're, they're all over the place. Chris, if you say anything other than New Yorkville, I'm not going to even accept it. What's well, that? Well, as, as if Chris know, says anything know. other than Yorkville living on this side of the of the town, I'm not going to accept it. I'll be a little riskier than Christina and say it's a rite of passage, as you know, being from Pottsville to get into the beer garden for the first time at Yorkville oh, uh, block yeah, party. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but the wheel game out at uh, the St. John's picnic out in uh, Cass Township always is second to none as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, but there's one um which one i was at the one saint nick's oh is yeah that, is the that in Township? yes that's a yeah. great one apparently there's i've never been to it but like a week later they do like um is it i think they're russian orthodox or something there's like a that's russian orthodox where they like ordain the priest i think i'm saying this right and that's even like a bigger party than the fourth of july one if that makes oh sense. wow hmm. so the, um, the Higgins Higgins Carnival is really good. Have you ever been to that at the Higgins Park by the Higgins Pool? Not the wine festival, something else? No, it's not the wine festival. The wine festival is great too. That's over Labor Day weekend usually, but the Higgins Carnival is usually right before the 4th of July. I think it's at the end of June and they have a carnival, they have rides for kids, they have food, they have all sorts of stuff. They have fireworks, um, but it's before the 4th of July, but it's it, that's a really good one. We're, we're really hoping to hit all of these uh, this yeah, summer. You guys are really making the round. I'm actually very impressed. I'm like, I don't even know about that one. And I'm usually pretty <laughs> dialed in with, with this stuff. And you guys are, you're, you're in there. We're trying to hit as much as we can in this COVID age. It's just tough. And it, it makes it tough not having the personal face-to-face -face conversations. It, it, you try to get in, in front of as many people as possible. Uh, and that's what's great about the block parties and the, um, and the picnics in the summer, but uh, we're just hoping we can hit them uh, with this COVID. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like it's, you know, hopefully going in the right direction. Stuff's going outside, so. Well, you have yeah. to get 
you have to respect it and you have to respect the people that are concerned and you don't want to you certainly don't want to put anybody at risk yeah no absolutely not i had covid i don't know yeah if i saw i saw that article in the paper that sounded that didn't yeah sound it fun. was it was horrible i mean i had 103 fever for nine straight days which you know, you think, how is that humanly possible to have yeah. a fever that long? And I was so sick and so weak and almost hospitalized on Thanksgiving, but I really did not want to go because all the news reports were saying, oh, the hospitals are full, they're turning people away. And I had visions of spending a week like in a hallway somewhere. Yeah, um, right. But I mean, I'm sure that would not have happened, but I just, thank God. I no, I don't blame you. I, uh, I probably would have had worse thoughts in my- Yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, you know, what, one of the things I was able to do through technology, though, once I started to regain a little bit of strength, I was going a bit stir crazy because I couldn't leave. I was so sick and so weak, but I was able to um, work from home using some technology, using emails and scanning. And I, I did some Zoom hearings that way and worked on some cases. Court administration was excellent. They brought some stuff home for me to work on. Um, so that kind of kept my. I think my mother-in-law is part of your. I think my mother-in-law is part of your court administration. Oh yes, you're yeah. right. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so she'll be happy to hear that. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Chris, uh, a couple things. Like I said, I went. I went on a deep dive here. Um, if uh -oh. you do, if you do win, it seems like it would only be uh, the second best day uh, behind you finally knocking off Yingling 15-5, because uh, the article has said ended the domination, which indicates that Yingling was the best team even back in the, in the 80s. Don't, so don't congratulations, bring that up to, that's, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold that against you that you're- Don't you know, bring that up uh, to Scotty Riker. Oh, uh, trust me, I've had many, many deep conversations with Scotty about different, he's still mad at me because when I was 12, I went to Italy and I missed the championship game. And I, I try to tell him at 12, I don't have much say in, in the family vacation in Italy. Like, I just get on the go plane on that go. trip to Italy. Yeah. So that's, he, no, that's no excuse. That <laughs> was Scotty. So, yeah, trust me. I, I hear about it every, every day. We were, we were 18 and 0 in the regular season, and then I left for Italy and, and we lost. So, we, we started, uh, and, and my friend Kevin DeSello and I, and, and Rodney Snowell, and Jim Borad, and uh, Mark Rosenberger, I can still remember the team. And that's that's another thing about being around here. You you remember those things. Uh, but we started the pubs dominance uh, under it was only like joke. A, it was only like two years, right? I mean, come on. Well, it was my last year. That's all I remember. <laughs> and then I, I also you had a you had a big five RBI game against Princeton at Lehigh. Yes. I I, I continued my baseball career playing at Lehigh. I uh, had a great time uh, for about two and a half years. And then uh, I decided one day when I could no longer feel my shoulder that it was probably time to, to, to hang up the cleats. So I, 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 was, I was fortunate enough to get a, a hit in my last at bat in college. And uh, you, you walked off into the sunset. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it was only a single and it didn't mean anything. Well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll have like uh, you pitching the Shane and see, you know, what, what can happen there. I, who's the better golfer, though? I golf with Shane a lot. I don't know. I, I, I've never seen Chris uh, golf, but <laughs> Shane's Shane's very uh, crafty around the green. So hmm. that's one way to put it. <laughs> so now, Christina, have you like you went you went to Penn State, right? Did you did you yes. swim up there at all? 
No, I didn't. Um, I loved swimming and, and I had a lot of success in it. I, I made it to the state championships and um, really did well in swimming, but I knew I, I had offers from colleges to swim competitively, but I knew I was not going to make a living swimming. Sure. I, I wasn't bound for the Olympics and endorsements or anything. Um, so in college, I just decided to focus on the books. I knew I wanted to be an attorney and get to law school. And, and that's what I did. I graduated from Penn State in four years. I went to Dickinson School of Law. Actually, the year that I went, Penn State bought them and they merged. So it was the Dickinson School of Law of the Pennsylvania State University. Um, and that's what happened. But I did love to swim. My, I had my daughter on the Schuylkill YMCA Sky Blue Fins swim oh, team okay. for about four years, but she she didn't have the swimming bug like I did. She didn't like the cold water, <laughs> so yeah, she's not a fan. But um, she does other sports. She I coach her in youth soccer. That's her favorite. She also <laughs> plays basketball. You may know my my stepbrother John Rizzo. Do you know him? He was North oh, School. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rizzo who works at the Mountain Valley, right? That's his, that's his dad. That oh, works. okay. Yeah, but John John coached Lady Spartans. They were the District 11 champs in basketball back in 14, I think, 14 or 15. Okay. And uh, he just started a program, an AAU program, and Abby plays for him and his wife, Allison. And uh, yeah, she so she loves, my daughter, Abby, loves soccer and basketball. And North Schuylkill, when you were there, you guys had a pretty good swim yeah. program, right? We, we did back then and we um i remember going to camps at bloomsburg with ned hamford oh yeah ned ned's I, been on the show ned's, yeah, ned's i know uh, ned's yeah. one of a kind ned's a legend oh my yeah, god I, yes best storyteller around ned hamford. he's great he's awesome but i just put a post on my campaign page tonight wishing all the all the athletes good luck and um i talked about kind of the life lessons that i learned from sports and how a lot of that's applicable today and Sports teaches you so much, but I put some photos on. I had had a picture of me coaching my daughter. Of course, they won they won the soccer championship two years ago. But I had an old high school picture with Ned Hamford in it, the Pottsville kids and the North School kids. And I just want to show you sportsmanship. I don't even remember who won that swim meet, which team won, who won which races. But I do remember laughing and knowing all those kids and coaches and everyone getting along. And it's just know life lessons yeah i mean you know i i know like i i work outside the area you know we've all been to college and you know when you try to tell people like schuylkill county stories they almost think like you're you're like making them up right and, you know everyone's kind of like weirdly fascinated with our area and, and i think it's because it does stand out and there's unique people here and they're real people i mean you know there's no there's no fakeness around here which is you know which no. means everything no, when, when the chips are down, Schuylkill County people are here for you. When, when I had COVID back in November and December and was so sick and my husband was sick and my daughter was sick, we had our porch saw so many people, like they would just come and drop off food, water, medicine, Gatorade every day. There probably were 10 to 15 cars dropping things off on our porch, homemade soup from friends. My neighbor, Kathy Wagner made homemade chicken pot pie. Sumika Tavage made chicken noodle soup. Any Roman sister from Romans and Frappel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just good, good people. Pizzas. And I mean, we, I couldn't taste anything, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been following both of you on, you know, on social media, on Instagram. And, 
I, I think you guys have made very apparent, like just how touched you guys are with the support you guys are getting at, at these different events. And it's, uh, it's neat to see. And, you know, I'm sure it feels even better for you guys. It's, it's really been incredible. The uh, amount of support uh, from all, all corners of the County. Uh, I, I said, so someone the other night, the phone is now your new door to door. Right now you can't go, door to door uh, knocking, but everybody I'm talking to has just been incredibly nice. Uh, they're, they're supportive. They can't wait to get out and, and vote for Christina and I and are offering any help they can be. Um, and, and it's just, it's really touching. Uh, it's, it's really touching. Um, and, and some of these people are people that I, I haven't met yet. They knew my yeah. father or my mother or even yeah, my your father, you know, legendary Fred Hobbs. So yeah, my, my grandfather. Um, and so I, I say I'm not nearly as entertaining as my father was. But. Yeah, he, he's he's like top five greatest, you know, genuine, like salt of the earth. I mean, could talk to anybody guy. I mean, his stories were incredible. And he and, and one of the things I learned from him, uh, especially living around here and you know him. Um, he was a state senator. He was a lawyer. And uh, in his prime, uh, you know, he could be talking to the governor um, or he could be talking to a guy walking down the street. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He treated them both the same. Absolutely. Um, and, and he would make fun of everybody the same. And mm -hmm. uh, no one was uh, immune. Uh, and that's how he treated himself. He was humble. Uh, and he made fun of himself. And that's a that's a great lesson to. to yeah, they learn. don't they don't they're not going to make him like him again. No, they, they threw away that mold. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys yeah. have any, any, anything, any closing? Uh, is that how you're saying you get a gavel? Did you get a personalized gavel? Close, uh, personalized gavel, no. Like, is it just like someone in the closet? It's, they're like, it's, it's just a regular gavel. Actually, um, a couple of years ago, my court administrator gave it to me and said that, that it came from a relative who... Uh, had been like a councilman somewhere and somehow it ended up in the courthouse. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know, but that's the gavel that I have. <laughs> All right. And, and your listeners can't see this. Oh, okay. Chris has a nice gavel. Wow. But, but I have, I have my, the gavel from my grandfather. Oh. Uh, so my grandfather, and, and this is how I say it, I, I kind of, it, it, on both sides of my family. Uh, so, you know, my father, uh, Fred, who was a state senator, but my grandfather, Judge Watkins, um, uh, whose homestead was right down the street from Christina's in Fountain Springs. Uh, he's, he was president judge of the Superior Court um, of Pennsylvania. Um, and he and my father were very good friends. Uh, so I, and that's sort of how I got into law. I mean, I just probably never had a choice between my grandfather, my father. Uh, and then when I moved back here, uh, growing up in politics, I, I married Allie Rhodes, whose father was Senator Rhodes. Sure. So, uh, I, it, it's surrounding me and it's sort of in my blood and that's why we, we do it really. Um, uh, no, I, I can't think of a better way to give back to a community that's given so much to me. Um, it's the next chapter um, in, in my life uh, and uh, it will allow me and, and people ask me, why do you want to run for judge? And the reason is simple. I, I just don't think there's a better way for me to uh, affect uh, the citizens of Schuylkill County uh, and give back to them uh, a qualified uh, a, a person uh, in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. 
By the way, if you win, I, I know a, a state trooper who asked uh, your wife uh, to the prom when she was substitute teaching. I'll, I'll give you his name. You could, uh, <laughs> you could razz him. Uh. Oh, oh. Well, for, along those lines, Alfredo, for me, I mean, it's, it's something that I've been humbled and honored to do. And I love my job. I love serving the citizens of this county in this vital role of justice. And it, it's really important to me. I want to make this area a better place and I want to be fair and you know it's it, it at the end of the day that's all that you can do as a judge be fair and impartial and that's what I've done and I've upheld my oath to support obey and defend the constitution of Pennsylvania and the United States and that's what I do I take my job very seriously I'm also very passionate about community outreach um, I've spoken in pretty much every school district in this county and I would I would tell your listeners, if anyone from any school districts is listening, any administrators or teachers, feel free to reach out. I am happy to come to your school, although right now with COVID, most are not allowing any visitors or, or even do it via Zoom uh, and speak about different things. I've spoken to schools about vaping, about distracted driving, about cyberbullying, regular bullying, like face-to-face -face bullying, um, even about careers in the, in the legal profession for career day. So I'm happy to do that. And I, I really like to do judicial outreach and try to try to educate the public and especially our youth and, and influence them to make good decisions and, and be confident and consider careers in the legal system. Yeah, I know. I I remember when I had uh, uh, Magistrate Plachko on, you know, he kind of said the same thing, you know, you are dealing with people's lives and, you know, you, it's not just a, a person you read in the paper when they're right there in front of you, it's an actual life and, you know, you're trying to get them on the right track. And again, that, that leaks out into the community, you know, and, and people making the best of, of whatever chance they may or may not get there. Right, absolutely. Uh, Chris, one last thing. You got you're, now. You're you're a lawyer right now. Uh, probably the most athletic uh, law firm. And Eric Lieberman. I mean, there's not a much better athlete than him. Do you think you could take him in a in a in a basketball game, or what could you well, take him? Uh, although he's a great athlete, I probably have about six inches on him. Okay, oh, he's uh, pretty quick though. So I, I, that could that could help. He is quick. He, he is quick. He, he the pride of uh, nativity. Oh God, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I know I can take him on the golf course. All right. I have a lot of athletic uh, setups for you. We're going to be busy here. <laughs> Shane, Eric. Well, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put this out on Tuesday. I'll make sure I tag you guys. And, uh, you know, best of luck. And, and, and I'm happy, you know, I got to know a little more about both of you. So thanks, Alfredo. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thank guys. you so much. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Take care.